Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Eschbeck. And I am a master of both karate and friendship. And this week we're talking about The New Mutants, the final film in the Fox X-Men universe. Yes, we are. But before we get to The New Mutants, we've got a little bit of news to take care of. Alex, what's your favorite bit of news from the past week? Uh, New Mutants is out on Blu-ray. Oh, do you do you own New Mutants on Blu-ray? A hundred percent. Do you own uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man yet? I uh, do <laughs> not because I ordered a PlayStation Five bundle on launch day that came with it. It was supposed to arrive at my house yesterday, and then I noticed that I got a return sender notice because UPS damaged it and it's being sent back. And obviously, we can't get a new one because they're sold out everywhere. <laughs> UPS. Stole your PlayStation is what happened. That's 100% what I believe what happened. Have you seen this news that there was like one company that got 3,500 PlayStation 5s to sell secondhand? Thank you for just angering me. Yeah, it is the uh, from the people that formerly were bots for uh, high-end sneakers. They decided that they were going to apply their tech to PlayStation 5s, and they snagged 3,500, one company. Cool. Good for them. <laughs> uh, we were going to talk about Miles Morales, I think, next week. Um, but then Alex didn't get a PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, so other than that news, uh, do you know what else happened in the last two weeks, Alex? Uh, let me see what else. Uh, the Raiders lost to the Chiefs uh, in a terrible, heartbreaking game. Is anybody surprised? Uh, countless, countless betters are surprised. Uh, the Cowboys won a game, which is probably more surprising. Um, yeah, and are a half a game out of the lead of the NFC East. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's uh, football talk with Matt and Alex. That's it. That's it for this week. Cool. Um, have you heard the news about One Division? Uh, yes. Six episodes, uh, each going to be in a different sitcom style. Comes yeah, out January fourteenth. Like an, an office episode style. Yeah. Which uh, I kind of wish that like Foggy had like just kept that information to himself. Like let us be surprised. Maybe he was worried people were going to like the first episode so much, uh, and then not the second one as much. Well, maybe you should have shift in faith in faith in mankind. Okay. Yeah, well, after after Mando, he can do no wrong. Okay, so wait. Real quick, let's say six episodes, each one's a different sitcom style by era. I would say first one, what we see in the 50s, Bewitch style. Uh, what do you say the next one style is? We've seen maybe like some Brady Bunch style. Or Happy Days, yeah. Happy Days. Maybe we go to the 80s, we see All in the Families type style, maybe. Not not, not, not all the family, sorry. Three's Company uh, style sitcom. Yeah. We might get some Three's Company. Maybe Mork and Mindy. That'd be a great one for One Division, I feel like. Oh, shit. Because, I mean, that's a duo. Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like it's going to have to be a duo of some kind. I mean, 90s, obviously, you want to go for Friends. That's the big sitcom. 
like I, I mean, almost say like Starsky and Hutch stuff in there. Yeah, that's true. I'd almost say like Frazier for the nineties. That'd be amazing. Uh, uh, what was that shitty cop show that Eric Banner was a part of that everybody loved? Eric Banner? I have no idea. Uh, no, Eric something shit. Chips, chips. Chips. Yeah, eighties. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. You know what I'm gonna, talking about? Yeah. Eric, what's his name? It's gonna drive me insane, and I'm not gonna look it up because I'm an analog boy. Uh, <laughs> if you can't get it on his calculator, he's not gonna tell you. It's gonna drive me crazy. Oh well, what's done? Um, what what about the, what about the other bit of news? The biggest bit of news that there is. What's that? We're getting another comic book movie this year, Alex. Oh, what film is that? Uh, I think uh, it's the next film about Princess Diana. Oh, yes. Uh, the Crown. The Princess Die film. Yeah. yeah. It's a spin-off of The Crown, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just Princess Die listening to records. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of the Human League. Uh, directed by Brian Singer. Yeah, I'd watch it. I, uh, you I think will. you're actually talking about One Room 84 being released on HBO Max on Christmas Day for a month. Yeah. Is that not a great idea for HBO Max, I think? It is. It's, I, I'm obviously really excited. I know you're excited. And I think it's an interesting format how they're going to release on HBO Max for a month, and then it's going to go to video on demand after that. I mean, I love it. Um, it's going to draw a lot of subscribers in for that first month. People yeah. who are probably going to cancel anyways after they yeah. watched it. So why not rip it off immediately and send it back to, to VOD? Yeah, I think I it's brilliant. And it might encourage DC to make some progress on their actual other DC properties for HBO Max. Who knows? Green Lantern. The, off Green Lantern. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've got the DC Universe shows coming. That which I'm excited about, but I'd like to see more stuff that they put out there first. Please, 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 please. Uh, what are you expecting from Wonder Woman 84 while we're on the subject? Are you expecting it to be better than the original? Probably not, but like I'm expecting probably more fun, I, I would say, uh, since Wonder Woman, first Wonder Woman takes place during World War One. Uh, I think it's World War One. I think this will be a little more, have some more lighthearted moments taking place during the 80s. Yeah. I hope it's just Stranger Things uh, 4 before Stranger Things 4 comes out. I hope every <laughs> Stranger Things kid is in this movie. I hope it's just The Breakfast Club. <laughs> just a, a shot, 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 a shot remake. remake, yeah, of The Breakfast Club. All right. Who is, uh, who's Chris Pine playing? Oh, Chris Pine? He's playing uh, Prince of Warmer. It's easy. Sure, some who? people might go for Emilio Estevez, but he's playing the principal. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, my first thought was um, Gal Gadot is obviously going to be um, uh, what's his name? The guy with the sweet ass trench coat throws his fist up at the end of the movie. Oh, uh, you're talking about Jed Nelson. You're talking yeah, about uh, Bender. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Quick, you have to cast DC superheroes as members of the Breakfast Club. Who f- fulfills each role? Um, Who is Molly Ringwald? Uh, Molly Ringwald is obviously Superman and Clark Kent. <laughs> uh, Such name, a little bitch. 
I thought I thought the obvious answer was Wonder Woman, uh, with a possible uh, answer being Star Girl as well. For Molly Ringwald? Yeah. You're out of your ass. Her character? Yeah. For Claire? Are you joking my ass? Okay, so who so who plays the jock? Who's the jock? Uh, Batman, obviously. Clark Kent. No, Superman. 100% Superman. No, he's not athletic. Who plays the geek? Oh, that's that's easy. Wally West. That's a good one. I would go with uh, probably like Mr. Terrific. Although Mr. Terrific is also like an Olympic athlete. That's going to work out very well. Uh, Brainiac. Well, I'll, I'll go with the villain. I cast Brainiac. I broke my own rules. Oh, okay. So who's the basket case? Oh, the what's her name? Ba- the crazy, the crazy. Ali Sheedy's character. Ali Sheedy. Okay, you know all these '80s names. I'm so proud of you. I am so happy for you. Um, are we still going heroes? I guess I can go where, whichever way I want. Can I? Sure. I'm gonna go Cheetah. That's a good choice. I'd go with Raven from Teen Titans. Uh, yeah. like oh, that's, that's fantastic. I take uh, back my answer and I use yours. <laughs> Actually, I feel like. Teen Titans Go should do the, the Breakfast Club. It'd be fantastic, yeah. Yeah, that'd be perfect. Really good. Uh, well, we oh, Cyborg could have been my jock. That would have been easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Robin would have been the nerd. Uh, Starfire would have been the popular girl. Raven, the basket case. Uh, and Beast Boy as the burnout. Who's the principal in your version? Uh, the principal in my version? Ooh, uh, dark side. <laughs> I fucking like that. But uh, also the I've Teen got... Titans Go version of Dark Side, where he's voiced by Weird Al. <laughs> uh, I've got I've got a really fucked up school here. Okay. I've got a uh, I got a Harley Quinn as my principal here. Oh yeah, that that would be a really messed up one. Yeah, yeah. All right. I was thinking if if I'm going to do hero, I'm going to put it as Green Lantern. But if I'm doing anybody, I can pick. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You got any more news? Or you want to jump into Stuart Green Lantern? Well, oh, you want to talk about our, the thing we're actually here to talk about? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think so too. Actually, this is getting off the fucking rails. Uh, so, New Mutants is a film that was much dissipated by Matt and I for years. I don't, even, I don't know how long it's been point. It's been like, what, like six, seven years? Yeah. Uh, but You've had two children since we got excited for this initially? Yeah. yeah. We've gone through five presidential elections. Uh, we've seen two <laughs> uh, housing crises with prime mortgage loans just uh, going underwater. Yep. Uh, but... So, it's weird, too, because, like, I feel like this film, like, our hopes went really high, and it took a nosedive, and then got high again, and, but I was really excited to watch this film, really just to watch something that was a real movie, and not, like, watch a TV show or something, and I know we've been doing a lot of that lately, and there's been some great ones, but it's just something that was, like, a studio film that we would have seen in theaters, uh, had it not been for a pandemic. Oh, 100%. And I know that we're getting that kind of a release for other types of movies right now, which is fine. I'm here for that. But this was something that you and I specifically would 100% go and sit down. I would spend $10 on a ticket, and I would spend $20 on popcorn and drink and candy 
and fucking gorge and enjoy the shit out of myself, regardless of whether or not I enjoyed this film. Yeah. It's one well, of those kinds of movies. Bloodshot, we would have gone with a sense of trepidation and duty. But like Nibians, <laughs> <laughs> yep. we would be like, yes, we'll be there. Here's our money. Uh, get me to the popcorn. And get me an NPC away from everyone. Um, Let me tell you, going to the movie theater and getting popcorn and a hot dog and a fucking gigantic tub of soda sounds so good anytime I, I think about it. I know. Trust me, anytime I read vaccine news, I magically think like, how can I how, how can I go to movies? I'm I'm tracking vaccine news by the Black Widow release date, basically. <laughs> I just want DoorDash to go to my local AMC so I can get yeah. some of that hot, hot, sweet, buttery popcorn. Uh, anyways, New Mutants is directed by Josh Boone, uh, who is probably most well known for doing The Fault in Our Stars. The adaption of the John Green novel, uh, and he's most recently done the Stand series coming out on CBS All Access. And what a bizarre three things to be known for! Yeah, uh, YA romance. To I guess that's technically. I mean, he, he, this is YA elements, but like YA horror to Stephen King horror. So it's like this weird like transition, and I guess New Mutants kind of connects those two dots. Now, I like that you classified this as YA horror, a.k.a. young adult horror, because this is not a horror film. I thought I was signing up for a horror film. I know they wanted to do reshoots uh, to make it rated R as PG-13 right now. Uh, but due to the pandemic and Fox buying, or Marvel buying Fox and all that, Jersey buying Fox, I should say, uh, that kind of stymied all of that. Uh, as well. Uh, but for what it was, there were some great moments. I, I also, I'll say that I like this film, but I would have loved seeing a rated R version of this film. A rated R version that was actually scary would have been great. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say that there's not great effects, but, yeah. you know, it's it's not a horror film. No, and I will say, like, if you're probably like watching this, like, if you're like 12, 13 years old, maybe like 11, uh, you probably get a little scared watching this movie as well, too. I kind of like the same way like I did like watching like moments like the never ending story when I was younger. Sure. I I mean, I can see that if I was, if I was a younger child, this might frighten me with some of the images. Also spoilers for new mutants. Uh, Nailed it. Anyways, the main cast of this film is Denny Moonstar plays our central lead or Denny Moonstar is a central lead. Uh, AKA Mirage. Yes. We have, uh, Ileana Rasputin, Magic, Sam Guthrie, Cannonball, uh, Rain, uh, I can't remember Rain's last name, uh, but Wolf Spade, uh, and Roberto da Costa, uh, Sunspot, with Cecilia Reyes being this doctor that oversees all of them in this broken down mental facility. Uh, I'll say I loved the setting for this film. Like the worn out, like rundown middle facility, I think is a was an excellent place uh, to set this movie. It was creepy, and they had a little more freedom. Uh, I like the small touches too, like the cameras being behind like metal rates, so they could like destroy them, stuff like that. Because I really like small stuff like that. I thought the atmosphere was pretty good for this movie. Yeah, there was a lot of things I liked and didn't like with the way that they had this thing set up. Cecilia Reyes is the only person 
that is there with him. Yes. Which is kind yes. of a bizarre twist yeah. to have I, this entire place to yourself with only one other adult human there. I didn't wonder like how they like got their food. Uh, that was a big question in my mind. Like who delivered their food and how did they get it? <laughs> um, but films. Opens yeah, with, Cisco doesn't even deliver out there. And I don't mean like yeah. the thong song guy. The film opens with Danny Moonstar's village being destroyed and her father dying. Uh, her father, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, it's going to drive me crazy. Uh, Jeff. Adam Beach. No, Adam Beach, the actor, played her father. But he was also in Suicide Squad, where he died in the very beginning, too. Remember Slipknot and Suicide Squad? Where he uh, tried to escape from watching off on the roof and his head blew up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's been in two comic book movies, basically died uh, in the beginning. Immediately. Of yeah. Cool. So good for Adam Beach, I guess. Uh, but Danny wakes up in this facility, uh, greeted by Celia Reyes. Celia tells her that's a place for mutants to help them learn how to use their powers and get better. We don't know what Danny's powers are. Uh, yada, yada, yada. I'll go ahead and jump into what I think is the weakest aspect of this film. Is I thought the actress that played Danny was the weakest actor in the film by a wide margin. Yeah, I would say she's the weakest. Uh, Who would you say has the best and the worst accent in this film? I actually, I I appreciate that they, first of all, I, I like that they use their accents. Like, cause I thought they were just going to Americanize everything uh, and mm-hmm. get rid of Ileana's accent. I like, I liked Anne Taylor-Joy's uh, Russian accent. What's her name? Anna Taylor-Joy. Wrong. What is it? Anna Joy Taylor? No, it's Anna, Anna Taylor-Joy. Anya. Anya? Anya. Is that really? Taylor Joy. Wow. Okay. Uh, I liked her <laughs> accent. It was. It wasn't like over the top. Uh, and I liked. And I like Charlie Heaton's southern accent as well. Sam Guthrie. I would say I'm going to go a different route here. I'm going to say I loved uh, Maisie Williams' Scottish yeah. accent as Rain. Uh, I thought that was fantastic. Um, but I think by far the worst one was Anya Taylor Joy's Russian. I could I like hear it accent. dipping; it dipped in and out of Russian and other things That's a fair. lot of different times. Uh, she used her British accent once or twice in there. Like it was, it was just kind of a mess. Uh, and don't get me wrong; I think she's a fantastic actress. She's really, really great. I just finished up Queen's Gambit. Uh, loved it. She's incredible, and she uses a fake accent in that, and it was great. So. So, Get on your accent work, girl. Who who's your favorite character then uh, in the movie? My I, well, I, her character is my favorite character. In Sorry, uh, I didn't, you could have. Who's like, her character? Uh, oh, magic. Yeah. Okay. Anya Taylor Joy's character is yeah. my favorite character in that she's got the best power, in my opinion. Yes. She can go to limbo. Yeah, and uh, summon a magic sword uh, out of nowhere. Armor herself up. Yeah. 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 Magic's yes. a badass. Yeah, I thought she was great as well. She was probably my favorite, uh, too. And even though this film didn't have a high budget, I love when we finally saw, like, Sunspot, like, fully transformed. It's like the black with the little heat uh, dots coming off. Well, I thought that looked really nice, too. Uh, I thought like I did a good job, too, uh, the guy that played Roberto. I thought, really, aside from the lead, the, the cast was fairly strong, although... 
I don't think Dr. Cecilia Reyes was terribly menacing as a villain, which they weren't trying to make her, but I would have liked a larger sense of like forebodingness or dread coming from uh, the main villain. I mean, if you're going to pump up the horror elements, your, your doctor's got to be fucking evil, right? Yeah, like, like, like a nurse ratchet type. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, I know exactly. they knew that because they wanted her to like, they wanted them to like trust her and stuff like that as well. But uh, I, I mean, you it, can have that, and then you can also show us that those moments where she devolves yeah. into much worse. Yeah, it's where I thought the weakest part of this films were the main character and the villain. Uh, yep. But there were still some amazing moments in this movie. Uh, there were references to the X Men, like vague references. Which I know they did heavily because I didn't know like what the future of the franchise was, but I enjoyed like reference like okay, we know mutants are in this world, and you guys are mutants, like we accept that. There was none of this. Be like, what's the mutant? The 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 like we didn't need any of that. Do we do we get any any Peter Rasputin mentions names? Sadly, no. I I wish we had. Uh, Ileana Magic is uh, Peter's sister Uh, in the comics. I believe originally Peter saved her from some sort of farm equipment running her over. He, that's Peter he is Colossus up. in the yeah. Deadpool movies. Yeah. And then, and and then he, other X-Men properties. And I believe he had to flee Russia and leave Ileana behind after that. So like, I wish there had been some references. Although, uh, I did enjoy them watching Buffy uh, on the TV on that. Whenever they showed them in like their lounge room, they always had Buffy. And yeah. uh, my wife, who is a massive Buffy fanatic, was able to name each episode they were watching just from the few seconds of scenes we saw. And she also noticed on our shelves that they had every season of Buffy uh, on either VHS or DVD uh, up on their shelves as well. Does but, your wife have the VHS copies of Buffy? I wouldn't seasons? surprise me if she does. Uh, <laughs> but I thought I liked the character design sort of like Hormones goes from like the smiley face demons that I like, haunted uh, magic like them wearing the suits uh, with like the long teeth uh, in the suits. And that reminded me of the monsters in Hush, the Buffy, the Buffy episode. So I think that was an homage to that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it certainly could be. I, I like that monster design. Yeah, I thought, I, really, I thought the creature design was well done. And again, for a movie that didn't have that high of a budget, I thought the special effects were really well done in this film. Yeah, the, the movie is based on a series by Claremont and uh, uh, famed artist Bill Sinkowitz. I believe is how you pronounce his name. That, you did a better job than I could. Yeah, uh, so a lot of the, the monsters are Sinkowitzian, I would say, especially no. the, uh, the Demon Bear. It's called the Demon Bear Saga. Uh, but I, I liked a lot of the homages to, to that series. I actually just read it, uh, and it's fun. It's a fun series. And he is one of my all-time favorite comic book artists. And I'm happy that we're doing something that he's a part of to be able to bring him up because he might be some of the most spectacular art in all of comics. And he's almost nowhere in comic. Yeah. His art style is very distinct, but also very amazing too. And I feel like story, I feel like story wise too. Like I, I feel like watching this Chris Claremont would have enjoyed like how they adapted his movie. Cause I felt it yeah. was, it was very much in line with how he wrote the characters. That said, it was slow paced at first. Yes. This is another problem I have with the movie. Was I thought the second act was incredibly slow for this movie. Yeah, I oh, thought, so slow. I thought 
it's so weird because like the third act picked things up and I thought it was a lot of fun. Like I love the third act uh, for the most part, but the second act was so slow. So it shifted gears like out of nowhere. And then I started like paying a lot more attention because things got ramped up by a million. Yeah. I mean, it, it starts out, you need an introduction to your environment, to these new people. I'm fine with that in any of these introductory properties, especially when we're getting something one-off like this. Uh, totally cool with it but it's got to go up. You need to have something. And there was not really much. Yeah. But when it ramps up, it really ramps up. And I'm just going to jump to my favorite part. I'll ask you yours. But my favorite part is when the demon bear appears in the hospital and just eats Dr. Reyes. Like, like I love that. Like that was just, I didn't expect that to happen. Just to, to devour and literally eat someone. And like, Oh, now the villain's gone, and now we have to contend with this little demon bear. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a out loud oh shit moment for me. I literally said out loud oh shit because I was not ready yeah. for that at all. Uh, Doctor Reyes had kind of been controlling these kids and had them sort of wrapped up a little bit, uh, and then that that threw me for a fucking loop. That really tossed me. Uh, and I love. But I, I think what I. I really liked uh, was the the smiley face monster without the mask. Yeah, that was super fucking creepy. I love that. I love anything uh, super yeah. creepy. Uh, it was really good, and I love like I love like when uh, I overcame her fears and like fought the demon bear. She was very much in character, like how magic is in the comics. She had no fear of the demon bear. She just wanted to kill it. Like she wanted to fight it head on. So I thought that was very much in line with how she's portrayed in the comics. Uh, and even Roberto and Sam, I thought were pretty comic accurate too. Roberto was a cocky rich kid. He played that very well. Sam Guthrie is this. Uh, they probably made Sam a little bit darker than he is in the comics with his dark backstory of killing his father. Uh, but like he is still like this like soft-spoken uh, Kentucky coal miner son. Uh, I thought I thought he was pretty true to his comic form as well. Uh, yeah, you, you're right. He was definitely way darker than his comic book form, um, which, take it or leave it, I didn't like that portrayal, but I know that's how it was written. I don't think it was any fault of the actor uh, of Stranger Things fame. Uh, however, I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of, of Roberto, though. I don't, I'm, again, not the acting. It's just the writing. They just weren't given enough. Yeah, I'd really like to see him more. Uh, and that line, too, I didn't like... I liked Rain's performance, I thought, or Mesa's performance as a Rain, but I hated that how she transformed into a regular wolf. I am so tired of, like, that trend in Hollywood films. Bring back actual werewolves. Like, half-person, yeah. half-wolf creatures. Like, and whenever Rain was, like, on top of the even like, clawing out of the eyes, like, halfway transformed, that was so much better than just seeing an actual wolf. Wolves are boring. I can go to the zoo and see a wolf, okay? I don't... I can watch a Minnesota NBA game and see a wolf. I don't need uh, <laughs> to see just a wolf. That's not who it is. Yeah, we can, we can turn on NC State anytime we want yeah. and watch some wolves. Yeah. It just... It's just... Uh, that's disappointing to me. But uh, before we even got to get to ratings, there were some more things planned for this film. Uh, they had actually cast uh, Warlock 
uh, Warlock is a would be a completely CGI character. He's in the script and cast, but they had to cut him because you he, he would double their budget. I would love to see Warlock. I think he's a great character. Like he's going to be played by Sasha Baron Cohen. Which I, I thought would have been a ton of fun. Are you for real? Yeah. Holy shit! They have the budget for this whole movie. And uh, you probably caught the reference to the Essex Corporation because Doctor Surrey was working for Nathaniel Essex, which is Mister Sinister. And they had cast, mm-hmm. and I believe shot stuff with Mr. Sinister as well. And they had cast John Hamm as Mr. Sinister. Those are two fantastic choices. Yeah. And massive actors that would have brought a lot more money to this film. Yeah, I would have loved to see that. Uh, obviously, they didn't do it because they knew that their time was coming to an end. But like, if they made it like a second film of New Mutants, I would have loved to see it with like Cable from Deadpool 2 uh, leading like this team of mutants uh, like he would in X-Force. I just want them to reshoot this movie with John Hamm um, doing a DJ finger blast impression uh, while playing Mr. Sinister. I think that's a great idea. I want him to play all the characters. Which, by the way, DJ finger blast, I think, is John Hamm's greatest character. Yeah, I, I think that's what he won all those Emmys for. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and oddly enough, his Grammys. He never he never released an album, but he still won. That's how he got his EGOT. Yeah. Never won an American Music Award, though. Still bitter about that. He deserves better. Yeah. DJ that DJ that DJ finger blast. So what do you rate this episode? Or not this episode. What do you rate New Mutants <laughs> on a scale of one to ten? I mean, if I'm being painfully and brutally honest, it's probably like a six and a half to a seven for me. Yeah. I, I wanted it. more. Honestly, I, I read it on the seven. Like I, I love this movie. It, it was lacking in certain areas, uh, but it was just refreshing to see. Um, they're supposed to go to theaters with real actors, not that's insulting that people aren't that, but with high profile actors uh, in a franchise. I, I like well, that you I, said I love this movie, and then you ranked it as seven. I do like, like I love it. Like it, it feels like what I love about X Men the characters, but there's definitely flaws in the film. Uh, that are fairly obvious. But I, I still think it's a very enjoyable, especially at home, it's a very enjoyable watch. That's uh, something just killing our... And it's only 90 minutes, which is great also. Like, I feel like a lot of movies are way too long these days. Watching films like 92 minutes long was, I thought, refreshing. Uh, oh, man. Was that ever? Just having a movie be an hour and a half, an hour 40? Like, thank God. Yeah. Thank God we have that happening. Oh, I know. Uh, we need more of that. I guarantee you, one Roman eighty four will be like two hours and twelve minutes. If I had to guess. Oh my god, for real. Uh, you you know we say that, but at the same time we're also like, man, I wish they added this and this. And yeah, exactly. This. It's true. Yeah, we said these characters that were cut. <laughs> we can't uh, have it both ways. I know. Uh, yeah, I think this will. It's not a. This is a much better way to end the Fox XB universe than Dark Phoenix. Uh. And I think it'll always be an interesting, like, what if of, of what could have been in the Fox X-Men future with this film. Uh, but, maybe they'll do a what if series next. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but next episode, we're going to go back to the streaming well. Something a little bit different, though. We're going to be talking about a documentary series. Uh, Disney Plus just released Marvel 616. Uh, and each episode chronicles something different in the Marvel Universe. So we're excited to be talking about that. In two weeks, you can watch it now if you'd like to watch it before you listen to our episode. Yeah, how many episodes are there? Eight. 
Eight. Not bad. Not yeah. bad. Uh, I've already watched the first one. It was a lot of fun, really enjoyable. I reckon, based off that, I think if you're already into that kind of stuff, it's really well done. Uh, the documentaries on Disney Plus, especially like the Imagineering story, was really well done. Uh, so if this continues that same trend, I'm looking forward to it. Cool. I, I am looking forward to watching this. It's something that has been on my personal list. Uh, I wasn't sure if we're going to get to talk about it. So I'm excited, and I think that you out there should go and watch it. Um, you know, just my personal opinion. Well, and I don't long. always say that for things that we that we <laughs> talk true. about. Don't go watch Bloodshot. There are many things I don't want you to go no. watch. Not 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 until Bloodshot Two <laughs> comes out, and then watch Bloodshot three or four times before I get the depth of the character. You, you need yeah. to be fresh on it yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, well, as always, you can email us at hentrycomic@gmail.com. Uh, shoot us a tweet. Um, give us a kick. A kik. Um, uh, we've got a Twitter, a tweeter, a twatter. Mike Twatter is my favorite, and we got a Facebook. Sure, all, does your, all mom, does your sure. mom still run her Facebook? Uh, I think so. Yeah, so no cursing on our Facebook. Yeah, it's just uh, I think it was sold to uh, just some nice Russians who just wanted to run as they could run some political stuff on there uh, as yeah. real American citizens. Uh, and uh, of course, we said yes because we want to help our fellow man. Yeah, uh, we're not monsters. No. <laughs> For the Hitchman Comics, I'm Alex Dashback. And I'm still here. Walking Face Movie.